Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Fantasy NFL Today podcast. Show me the money. Jalen Hurts agrees to a five-year, $255 million extension with a $179.3 million total guaranteed. Jalen Hurts, my good people, got paid. Welcome to episode 42 of the NFL Today podcast. Per usual, I am your host, J.P. Sticko. Jalen Hurts' $110 million guaranteed at signing is third most in NFL history, only behind Deshaun Watson's $230 million and Russell Wilson's $124 million. It is also important to understand that annually, Jalen Hurts will be paid $51 million, which makes him the highest paid player in NFL history. Let's think about it and let's rewind to last off season, right before the NFL draft. Okay, people were talking about should the Eagles replace Jalen Hurts, blah, 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 blah. He's not a long-term uh, solution for the Eagles. He'll never get it done. Um, he's not a an NFL passer. He's more of just a run. Get all that noise out of my ears. I told everybody last year, Jalen Hurts is that dude. He is him. He has always been him. Alabama, he wins. Oklahoma, he wins. Philadelphia, when he played as a rookie, he won. And last year, he showed that he has the upside to Bring the Philadelphia Eagles to multiple Super Bowl games. He has MVP upside, and he showed all of that last year. Now, in terms of fantasy football, Jalen Hurts is obviously on everybody's radar. And I'm not going to release my quarterback rankings for my fantasy football season yet. I'm waiting to really dive deep into my fantasy football analysis right after the NFL draft when the rookies have been placed on their respective new NFL teams. So this episode, I'm going to break down some college quarterbacks, the four main college quarterbacks, and we're going to talk about their, their pros and their cons, their strengths and their weaknesses. I am not going to talk about where I think you should draft them in fantasy football this year. That, again, comes after the NFL draft. First up, before we get to the rookie quarterbacks, I want to talk about what does this Jalen Hurts deal, this $225 million extension with $179.3 million guaranteed, do for other people in the NFL? Well, first and foremost, right, if you think about it, you need to go right to Lamar Jackson. What does this deal do in the negotiations with Lamar Jack Jackson? Well, I think it just made it even more muddy or blurrier or whatever you want to say. It's going to be harder for the Ravens now to get a deal done with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was 
reported, it was reported, okay, he hasn't come out, uh, he hasn't come out and said that they offered him $200 million. the Ravens haven't come out and said they offered him a guaranteed $200 million, but it's been reported that Lamar Jackson turned down a guaranteed total guarantee of $200 million. Now that's more than Jalen Hurts's 179.3 total million dollars. So again, this is not going to help Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens come to a agreement. Next up, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, my good people who have a free agency up and coming, they should be pumped. Okay, because the QB market is rising and rising and rising. The mojo's rising. It is rising, and these guys are going to get paid as they should. Another little round of applause that you know we need to understand and come to grips with because of this deal is teams are now showing that they are willing to pay mobile running quarterbacks. There was a time there where teams were a little bit hesitant to pay the mobile quarterback. Why? Because of injury concerns. Think about the running back market. These guys do not get extensions. These guys do not get paid long-term deals because of the risk of injury. Getting hit constantly. Running quarterbacks, there was a time, was thought to be a phase or something that is going to come and going to go due to injury. However, this deal here shows that teams are not afraid any longer to sign running quarterbacks to long-term extensions with, this is the key point here, guaranteed money. And last but certainly not least, in my opinion, this officially starts the clock on the Philadelphia's Eagles Super Bowl runs. They need to get it done. I know I understand they made it to the Super Bowl last year. Okay, I get that. They lost a few key pieces in this offseason. However, everyone expects them to contend again for the Super Bowl. But only time will tell. Right? Who would have thought the LA Rams are going to fall off a cliff after winning the Super Bowl two years ago? They were absolutely terrible last season. You know why? Injuries. Injuries can change the course for any given team. And that's no secret. Everyone should know that. But the clock is officially ticking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's now get in to what I believe are the pros and cons for the four main rookie quarterbacks in this year's NFL draft. If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's roll. So it really looks like it is official. It looks like the Carolina Panthers moved up to the number one pick to select Bryce Young out of Alabama. See, this to me is a little bit of shock, right? I thought the Carolina Panthers are moving up to one to draft C.J. Stroud, but I was off. And so was the betting market, right? But yesterday, news came out that Bryce Young has decided that he does not want to visit any more NFL teams, which really solidifies the fact that after his visit in Carolina, he was assured that he was going to go number one. 
Carolina Panthers selecting Bryce Young first overall. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is that a thing that, ah, let's see if this works out. Only time will tell. Let's talk about Bryce Young in details. I watched some film on Bryce Young. I broke down Bryce Young. uh, Game film. But let's talk about his measurables, right? This is the one thing that everybody's talking about. And all you hear is how small Bryce Young is. But do you know his numbers? Well, Bryce Young is 5'10 and 1 8 inch tall and 204 pounds. Let's compare that to a quarterback in the NFL who was also taken first overall in 2019, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, during his um, combine weighed three pounds heavier than Bryce Young. He weighed 207 pounds. And Bryce Young weighs 204 pounds. When asked about this, Bryce Young is on the record, and I quote, I've been this size respectfully my whole life. I know who I am. I know what I can do. For me, it's fair. Everyone can speculate. Ask me everything every question. I'm going to continue to control what I can control and can continue to keep working my hardest. I'm confident in myself and I know what I can do. However, my good man Bryce Young and those that think Carolina's making the right pick here, I'm not saying they're not. I'm not saying they are. I'm going to play devil's advocate on both sides here. Kyler Murray is always hurt. Now, does Bryce Young run as much as Kyler Murray does? No. However, Kyler Murray is also was also three pounds heavier than Bryce Young in his combine. Now, three pounds may not seem a lot, but when you're talking 203 to 207, it could make a major difference. And if you look at the body structure and the body makeup of both of these guys, Kyler Murray is pretty stocky looking, especially in the legs compared to Bryce Young. So we need to keep that in mind as we continue to talk about Bryce Young. And the Panthers better have a a really good weight program and a really good diet for Bryce Young to put on some weight. But let's talk about Bryce Young in terms of numbers and what he does well and what he doesn't do well. The number one thing on my list is Bryce Young's mechanics and his throwing motion. They are unbelievable. He is smooth in the way that he throws. He is consistent in his mechanics. I have rarely, if I saw any little like hitches in his throws, his lower body and upper body are always in sync. His mechanics are on point. His foot alignment, his feet alignment, foot alignment are perfect. Okay, His feet are always in the right direction in the way that he's throwing the ball. See, you can't really say that all the time about young quarterbacks. Why? Because they get a little nervous in the pocket. They may think about running. They switch their feet up. They throw before they set their feet. A bunch of things can be the problem with their uh, feet, feet, foot placement in quarterbacks that are coming out of college. Bryce Young also has an extremely low turnover-worthy play rate, and it's at 2% in the last two seasons at Alabama, which means he throws with great anticipation. Okay? Zone coverages, he knows where the holes are going to be. Man coverages, he knows the route tree. He knows when his receivers are going to break, and he throws it before they break. That is extremely important in the quarterback position. That is extremely important as a wide receiver 
because you know the ball will get to you when you break. Okay, and as a defender, playing cornerback myself throughout college, I understand that if the ball is thrown at the perfect time, it is almost uncoverable. You cannot cover a well-thrown ball and a perfect route combination. It is not possible unless you are directly in the pocket of the wide receiver. Young also obviously has great athleticism, which kind of lets him move around in the pocket, which he does pretty well, and avoid like the, the pressure that defensive ends, the pressure up the middle in his face. He loves to keep his eyes downfield. However, I personally believe that his number one attribute, which the Carolina Panthers also believe is his number one attribute, is his football IQ. Offensive coordinator in Carolina, I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, um, on Twitter. They're calling him the brain. The offensive coordinator of Carolina is calling him the brain because his football IQ is through the roof. What does that mean? Well, I mean, think about it. What does a quarterback need to do? He needs to process defensive defenses quickly and accurately. Okay? There's one thing to know what a defense is going to be in pre-snap, but it's a whole nother animal to process what the defense is in after the snap. Okay, we're in the NFL now, guys. Okay, this is not Pee Wee High School, lower level college football. The defenses change at snap a lot. They try to confuse the quarterback. That's why quarterback IQ is always tested heavily at the combine and at pro days, etc. The one thing that I do think is a weakness, okay, for Bryce Young is he sometimes, okay, has trouble navigating the pocket. Okay? And what I mean by that is he has trouble realizing when pressure is in his face and he needs to take off compared to when there's pressure in his face and he could stay in the pocket for just a slight bit longer. This could be a big problem for Bryce Young. Why? Because in the NFL, things are going to speed up. Okay, you can say, oh, he played in the SEC. You won't see anything better. I get it. Georgia's defense was unbelievable. However, NFL defenses are fast. And he's going to have to be able to navigate and know when to run, when to fall, when to throw it away, or when to stay put. He also takes a little bit too many hits that I would like him to not take in the NFL. If you watch his film, he likes to engage in contact so he's going to have to learn how to slide that's the only way cj uh sorry not cj shroud bryce young will stay healthy is if he learns to slide and learns to throw the ball away and doesn't hold on the ball for a little bit too long now i call this a flaw this guys when i say a flaw this is the minor flaw okay meaning that it's not like blaring when you watch his film but if you continue to watch and watch all the games and break it down you could see he has a little bit of problem there processing in terms of the pressure okay how close is the pressure okay do i throw it away do i keep it what do i do do i run do i fall do i protect myself he has trouble with that he's got to learn that moving forward in the NFL next up on my quarterback list is CJ Stroud C.J. Stroud played a total of 25 games in college. He attempted 830 passes. He completed 575 passes, which is a 69.3% completion rate. He had 8,123 yards, which is 
89.8 yards per attempt. He threw 85 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. A quick summary. I want to be quick with these next quarterbacks. I really wanted to break down Bryce Young because we know he's going to be the first overall quarterback taken, at least unless Carolina's blowing some serious smoke. But I don't really think they are. But C.J. Stroud, okay, is like Bryce Young in the fact that his mechanics, his precision, his accuracy, his decision-making are on point. I truly believe he also has more arm strength than Bryce Young. He's bigger than Bryce Young. Let me see. Yep. So his size here, Stroud, uh, is six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds, <laughs> compared to two hundred three pound Bryce Young. He's got extreme athleticism. He's able to scramble. He's able to get down. He's able to run out of bounds. He's extreme talent. Extreme talent. However. Everybody's got some sort of weakness. And if you look at his film, if you look at C.J. Stroud's film, one of his big weaknesses is his lack of situational awareness when the pressure is highest. Okay, And what I mean by that is when pressure is high, Okay, meaning pressure gets in his face, he tends to not realize when the pocket is collapsing, okay? And what I mean is, as pressure mounts, he stays in the pocket and he waits and he waits and he waits and he waits for his receivers to get open and the play to develop. He has trouble realizing when it's time to take off. Now, when he takes off, man, he takes off. He's an extreme athlete, but he needs to learn to understand pocket awareness. He also has some problems with understanding when a backer is bluffing a blitz, when a DN is bluffing a rush and backing out in coverage. He's got trouble processing that a little bit. I think CJ Stroud is going to be an extreme talent in the NFL. I think he's going to learn the ins and outs of the defense when guys are coming, when they're not coming, when they're bluffing, when they're not bluffing. I think he's also going to know when to take off and when to stay in the pocket and wait for the play to develop. However, I think that's going to take some time. People that think that CJ Stroud is going to come into the league and light it up right away are insane. I think putting that kind of pressure on any rookie, no matter what the position is, is insane. It's a different game. The NFL, compared to college football, is a different game. I have a buddy that played in the NFL, and I spoke with him, and he played for a huge college football team. Played for a national championship. He told me that the difference between college and the pros is like going 50 to 100 miles an hour. It's a total different game. No matter where you played or who you played against, it's a different game. So putting any type of pressure that CJ Stroud's going to immediately be a great starter in the NFL, blah, 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 I don't take much stock in that. But what I do take stock in is his arm strength, precision, his accuracy, 
His decision-making, his mechanics, they're all on point. His athleticism is through the roof. He just needs to work on a situational awareness. Will Levis. See, Will Levis here is a wild card, okay? Because you either love him or you think he is going to bust. I don't think there's any in between. Okay? He's extremely, extremely, extremely talented. Okay? He's also older. Okay, let's put this in perspective. Okay? He started his college career in 2018 at Penn State. Then he transferred to Kentucky in 2021, which makes him 24 years old at the start of the NFL season. You're going to take a risk on him if you're going to draft him. He's an older prospect. But Joe Burrow was an older prospect. Joe Burrow is that dude. Joe Burrow is the winner. I get it. Will Levis is an extreme talent. He's got the mo- he's got one of the strongest arms that I've ever seen. He's he's got a cannon. However, he has trouble with accuracy. It's a huge flaw for Levis. His accuracy is horrendous. Now, deep balls, forget it. Beast, unbelievable. It's the mid, it's the mid to under routes, intermediate routes that he has trouble throwing. So, with that being said, people are comparing him to the Josh Allen coming out of Wyoming. Okay? Yeah, that Josh Allen in Buffalo. If you guys did not know, Josh Allen, his big flaw coming out of Wyoming was in his arm strength. It was his accuracy. One thing, okay, that's very hard to teach and coach is accuracy. But but Josh Allen learned it. I understand that Josh Allen learned it. The odds, what I'm saying is the odds are low that you could teach a quarterback with a cannon-like arm like that that's 24 years old accuracy. It's just like you can't really teach somebody arm strength, which he has. He's got a cannon. Okay, you could teach timing. You could teach footworks. You could teach mechanics. You could teach all that. But accuracy is very hard to teach if all the mechanics are right. Now, what Will Levis does good is he could throw the ball from any angle, too. He throws it sidearm. throws it 11 o'clock. He throws it not. He, he throws the ball, okay, from all different angles, which gives him an advantage, right? You can get around defenders, over defenders. You see Mahomes on the run, sidearm in it. He could do all that stuff. But his accuracy, okay, is troublesome. Oh, but look at his numbers. He threw for 65.5% in his two years as a starter. That's the really good percentage. Yeah, guys, that's not terrible, but Kentucky's a screen team. They run tons of screens. Your mama can throw a screen pass. Back up, back up, back up. Just toss it up. I'm telling you, go back and watch his film. He's inconsistent with his accuracy and his placement. If he can't improve on these two things dramatically at the next level, he's going to be a bust. Only time will tell. And I'm not putting a stamp on Will Levis right now. I'm not putting a stamp on Bryce Young. I'm not putting a stamp on CJ Stroud. And next I'm going to talk about Anthony Richardson. I'm not putting a stamp on him either. These are just things that are pros and cons for each quarterback. Will Levis needs to be more accurate. 
He needs to be more precise. Anthony Richardson, University of Florida, threw 393 passes, completed 250 of them. That equals a 54.7%. He threw for 3,105 yards, 24 touchdowns, and 15 interceptions. I love what Todd McShay said about Anthony Richardson. It is exactly what I would say and what I saw on film. Richardson is an absolute project. Okay? And what I mean by that is his potential is through the roof, but he is so raw. He had limited work in college. He didn't play many games in college. And like Todd McShay, I believe his footwork is his biggest issue. If he could get his footwork down, I truly believe his accuracy will go up, precision will go up, and he'll be a better passer. Athletically, this guy has all the talent in the world. Okay? He's big, he's strong, he's fast. Again, with a comparison to Josh Allen. Josh Allen out of Wyoming was also considered a huge, huge project. The difference is Josh Allen had a lot of playing time in college. The more reps you get in a game, the more reps you get at practice with the starting teams, the more practice you're getting with your footwork, with the coaches, the better off you'll be. So to say that Anthony Richardson doesn't need at least one year on the bench is absurd. Now, when Anthony Richardson gets in, if he's in the right position, meaning the right team, I think he could be one of the better, if not the best, quarterback from this class. Again, huge risk, huge reward. So for all you dynasty football players out of there, dynasty fantasy football players out there, I am very tempted to tell you that Anthony Richardson should be either the first or second draft pick this dynasty season, the rookie dynasty draft this season. You better have a quarterback on your roster already, even a, a, a veteran such as, I don't know, a Kirk Cousins a Geno Smith, somebody like that, to start for you this year while Anthony Richardson sits your bench. Because next year, if he's in the right position, meaning the right team, in the right spot, Anthony Richardson is going to be a fantasy football fiend. He's going to get a ton of points on the ground. He's got a very strong arm. He's got to figure out his footwork first. And that's why you need to have a quarterback in place on your dynasty team before you go and grab Anthony Richardson. But if you do, he's worth a shot in rookie drafts. That will be it for episode 42 of the NFL Today podcast. As always, if you are not already, please make sure you are following me on Twitter at JPSticko. That's J-P-S-T-I-C-C-O. I love to answer questions. I love to get questions. I love to get DM'd questions. I love to answer them via Twitter. Then I answer them live on here once we get the fantasy football season rolling. If I were to put these quarterbacks in order, I know everybody's been dying to hear this. <laughs> as of where it sits, I sit today, 
after watching film and doing research. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say I'm going to take in this order. Right now, right here today. This could change by tomorrow. But today, I'm going to go CJ Stroud, 1. Bryce Young, 2. Anthony Richardson, 3. Will Levis, 4. Now, I could be totally off, right? Because it also matters the landing spot. Where, What team do these guys go to? Do they go to a team that's got a bunch of skill players and no offensive line? Do they go to a place with an offensive line with no skill players? Do they go to a place that's already built and ready to win that just needs a quarterback? Does Anthony Richardson, I think his best spot is the Seattle Seahawks, sit behind Geno Smith, learn behind Geno Smith. I think Pete Carroll is the perfect coach for him. That would be a perfect landing spot for him. But only time will tell. We're less than two weeks away from the NFL draft. I'm super excited about it. But tonight, we got the New York Knicks. Game two. Let's get another win, boys. We got the Devils playing the horrendous. I hate the Rangers. But we got my Devils playing the Rangers. So let's have a great night. Y'all enjoy the sports on television. Hope you guys liked this episode. If you did, make sure you comment. You like it. Let me know what you think. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace, love, and fantasy football.